Did you ever reflect on the expectations you have when it comes to the integrity of the team of external auditors of your organization? The role of external auditors includes much more than just a signed report at the end of an audit cycle. Today, I will talk about the value I see in external audit when you have the right team on site. Great to have you here. Corporate integrity, fraud, non-compliance, and cybersecurity. Would you like to understand the root causes, detect threats, and take measurements to protect the most precious assets? As a leader, you need to be prepared and stay actionable in the event of an incident. Sonia Sternemann talks in her podcast, The Human Factor. Corporate integrity matters. To leaders and entrepreneurs who want to have impact, foster corporate integrity, and act as role models. As an international expert for corporate governance and integrity, entrepreneur, and independent board member, she knows the challenges. Let her inspire you. Welcome back to this new episode of the podcast, The Human Factor, Corporate Integrity Matters. You might be a board member, an investigator, a corporate integrity leader, an auditor, or on your way there. What we all have in common, we strive for leadership with integrity. I'm your mentor and sparring partner when it comes to corporate integrity with impact. Founder of Corporate Integrity Concepts with a different formats for corporate integrity leadership. And the vision to protect and secure assets, the reputation and actionability, yours and the one of your organization. Why? Because corporate integrity matters to all of us, also to the team of external auditors, but no worries at all. I will not go to all the details and duties external auditors have. I rather take on the perspective of an audit committee member with certain expectations. But before I start with the focus topic of today, I would like to mention and explain what you, as my listeners, can expect for the next few weeks, because this episode will be the last one for 2021. Well, we in our team will use the entire month of December for planning, creating new tools, researching topics and interviewing our guests, the ones you will get to know in 2022. Honestly, I love the month of December, planning the new year ahead and make sure that everything is set up for a great start. And of course, I'm a real fan of all the Christmas decorations we see in the streets and houses. What a great month. And just between you, you and me, we also move our offices next week. So I'm definitely not at risk to be bored out. We are back on air on January the 4th, 2022. And keep on having the solo shows and the interviews with our guests. But now, let's come back to the focus topic I mentioned at the very beginning. The importance of having the right team of external auditors on site. I look at it from a risk perspective and would like to eliminate the surprises. For example, the surprise that the lead auditor, which is, the mo is most of the time a highly ranked partner, is not the expert or has the leadership profile the organization would need. You could think of it from another perspective and look at it with a lens of being happy not having the most critical person on your engagement. But does that help the organization? No, not at all. The right external audit team is crucial for the organization and depends on the stage 
you are in within the life cycle of the company. Just a few examples, and I'm sure you have even more areas in mind, especially when you are an auditor too, where you can bring in added value to the organization. Let's start with the risk identification process, identifying irregularities, benchmarking, best practices, process engineering, and fraud risks. And we could go on with that. But why do I think I have to make a topic out of that? Just a few days ago, I had a very constructive discussion with one of the partners of a leading audit firm. We discussed the fact that even the best partner is not always the best for a specific client. Even though that person has a lot of experience and audit engagements in the same industry, when the culture, and especially the culture of integrity, does not fit, the auditors create an additional risk to the organization. Integrity is also key in the team of external auditors. Now, you could argue that integrity among auditors is always the same and just given. But it's not the experience I made over the last three decades. The arguments are manifold and also the fact that external auditors have to follow certain standards of ethics and integrity. That is all fine and highly valued, no question about that. And if you are following my podcast, the solo shows and the interviews, you have recognized that I dig deeper and would like to understand the core drivers. As we are all human with different perceptions and set of values, also auditors are unique. Every single individual and every single auditor has his or her own set of values, biases and experiences. And here is where we have to start. It is the board's duty to ensure the quality of the external auditors. That's given. In some organizations, we have audit committees preparing this information for the entire board, and in others without a specific committee, the external auditors directly report to all. My understanding for assessing quality already starts before the audit is done. Therefore, the interaction and exchange between the external auditor and the board of directors needs to be taken up as soon as possible after election. As mentioned, I had the inspiring discussion with the external auditor about expectation management between the board of directors, management and external auditors. With that, the focus immediately shifted to the different roles of each involved and the special situation an external auditor has. On one side, if governance is correctly lift, the external auditor reports to the board of directors. On the other side, the interaction during an audit happens with the management or the delegated team in finance and accounting. The frequency of interactions is often much higher than with the board of directors or the audit committee, but that's okay. Nevertheless, the board is a sponsor and recipient of the auditor's work. All is the board of directors involved in the audit plan and discussing and finally negotiating the fees with the auditors and not the management. And here we are already in the middle of the discussion. Who plays which role and reports what to whom? We all know that the direct interaction during an audit needs to be done in a team. When we look at a typical setup of an audit team, we have the engagement partner, the engagement manager and the engagement team. On the other hand, we have the board of directors, the management, the finance and accounting team. Wouldn't it be common sense that the engagement partner is a sparring partner of the board of directors or the audit committee? And the engagement manager is the one for the management? And the teams on both sides 
are heavily involved in the fieldwork uh, of the audit? I think so, but recognize different approaches at the client side. Often the engagement partner forgets about his or her role of being a sparring partner of the board of directors. What is the root cause for giving up such an important function for the organization? With giving up that role and mindset, I bet the so crucial skill set of understanding clients' business cannot be nurtured. By not being aware of what the board of directors sees as risks, threats, and challenges for the organization, an audit plan can hardly be established. And that happens only when interactions, discussions, and communication have enough space to be fed. The biggest mistake happens in the planning of the audit, and that's what we have to avoid. Why? Because planning includes a risk mapping, which will then lead to identifying the right expertise in the team, followed by the staffing. Without understanding clients' business, the engagement is at risk from the perspective of the board of directors and the organizations. Immediately. And we all know to what that can lead. When we look at the recent cases, like for example um, Wirecard, I'm wondering how the risk mapping and planning of the audits were conducted and how deep the understanding of the client's business was at the right levels. Did that understanding really exist? Or was it just another prestige mandate in the portfolio of one of the star auditors within the firm? I don't hope so. I can't answer the question, but I strongly believe that we as board of directors or as part of the management team must make sure that the added value external auditors can have are also manifested. This will not happen by having the wrong team on site. And if we have the right team, we must make sure that they also follow the governance of their duties. The audit team reports to the board of directors and if necessary, without informing the management team first. As a board member, I expect highest integrity from the audit team and even the higher one from the audit engagement partner. There are a few audit engagement partners out there with a very long history, broad experience and being a role model when it comes to governance and integrity. So thank you very much for helping us protecting our vision, our organizations, stakeholders and shareholders. We appreciate that. My personal conclusion is that raising the bar of expectations towards external audit is one of the key duties the board of directors have. So, what is your expectation for your next external audit? This episode was initially called Annual Planning, and for me it is very important to also plan and communicate what I expect from our sparring partners. The external auditors are sparring partners for us, and if not, please reflect for yourself how you change for better. And as this was the last episode for 2021, I would like to thank you all for being a listener, no matter whether this was your first time or you already joined before. And in addition to that, I would also like to thank all my interview guests, starting with Deepa, Sali, Gabrielle, Daniel, Simon and Lisa. It was so great to have you in my show. This was the episode number 39 of the Human Factor Corporate Integrity Matters. Following the motto, Corporate Integrity Secures and Empowers Individuals and Organizations, Thank you very much for listening. My name is Sonja Stirnemann and I'm your host. Stay curious, actionable and a role model. Take care and goodbye. We are back on January the 4th, 2021.
2022. Happy Christmas!